Snipers, you have to see what's happening to the Bitcoin price this Wednesday as we had an FOMC meeting today and there was a lot of talk about inflation, but we didn't hear much about a pause in interest rate hikes or even the Feds mentioning a recession at all today. And so with Bitcoin approaching the apex of the symmetrical triangle inside of this range with a support of the 2018 previous all time high at 19,798. It's not a coincidence that this symmetrical triangles center is right at that level, which is clearly indecision. And we have a major resistance at 21,000 US dollars that if we can get above, we have a potential breakout to the $24,000 level. There's a lot to discuss on the smaller time frames today, snipers. And we do have some puzzle pieces as well, because the DXY right now is a very big bearish puzzle piece on the table, breaking this major resistance today at 106.50. This is very important to talk about. And the euro to USD chart is also the other big bearish puzzle piece that's on the table that we'll discuss forming further lows, indicating that we still have a risk off environment. This right now is the two biggest bearish puzzle pieces on the table, and we have a lot of neutral puzzle pieces we can talk about and one bullish one, which is the theorem to Bitcoin chart. But so far, we haven't gotten a real confirmation above this major resistance. And so this could quickly turn into a bearish puzzle piece. So there's a lot to discuss with Bitcoin inside of the symmetrical triangle. But what we know right now is the range resistance is twenty three thousand seven hundred and ninety five and the range supports 17,204. Now, we have to ask ourselves a question with the FOMC meeting coming today and the Fed's mentioning that we could still see a slowdown in the economy, but they're still going to continue to raise interest rates. They're expecting in July another 50 to 75 point basis interest rate hike. That means that we haven't really got any good news from this FOMC meeting. And so if things aren't getting better and we could even argue things are maybe getting worse because they're going to continue to raise interest rates. And of course, we know inflation is what they're really trying to fight because they mentioned it so many times today, I think over 90 times in the Fed's minutes that came out, then we have to expect a bullish and bearish scenario. And I think that it's very clear that the two biggest bearish puzzle pieces that are against the bulls right now is the strength of the US dollar and other revolving parts like the euro to USD chart, which has to do with the strength of the US dollar. Gold also selling off from this major level today at 1764. We know oil has also been selling off. So commodities are showing us that we may be seeing some deflation coming up in the next few months. And so there's a lot of revolving parts that we'll discuss today and we'll also get some thoughts from Josh and we'll take some questions from our live audience. But it's very clear Bitcoin right now is approaching the apex of the symmetrical triangle. And so I believe that we're going to be seeing a move come here very soon, because usually by the time you get to around 70 percent of the apex of any symmetrical triangle, you will start to see that triangle play out. And so far, we're leaning towards the bullish breakout, even though the fundamentals are against that. And so I think that right now there's a very important level in the immediate short term, right around twenty thousand four hundred. And you can see every time we've gotten above twenty thousand four hundred just on this hourly chart, this immediate short term chart, it looks like we get rejected. We've only really been able to wick above this level. And then we had this one test of the symmetrical triangle resistance. And since then, we've failed to really hold above twenty thousand four hundred. I think in the immediate short term for those that are in maybe long positions or for those that are entertaining short positions, that's a very important level. If we break above twenty thousand four hundred, start to inch our way towards twenty thousand five hundred to twenty thousand six hundred. Now we're potentially talking about the symmetrical triangle breaking out to the upside. The real major resistance right now is twenty one thousand US dollars. A break above twenty one thousand US dollars could really take us a lot further up. And so we have to ask ourselves a question. Do we expect the relief rally here soon? Well, based on what happened with the FOMC meeting, I don't know if 
the bullish case is more likely right now, but we do have the CPI numbers coming out on the 10th or 11th of this month. And so maybe Bitcoin will elongate inside of the symmetrical triangle until those CPI numbers come out. And then let's say that inflation data comes out lower than last month. Maybe we do see a breakout. And then if we see inflation continuing to increase month over month, maybe that'll justify a breakdown. We definitely know this is an indecision triangle because it's not a coincidence that the center of it is literally right here at the 2018 previous all time high where we have our yellow line. So I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts that are in the comments and we'll take some questions and we'll also hear Josh's thoughts. But just based on our four dimensional revolving parts right now, we can say that we're inside of an indecision range for Bitcoin. Ethereum has hit a major resistance here at 1165. And so that could very well justify a potential sell off for Bitcoin. But who knows if we break above 1165 with hourly and four hour candles, Ethereum gets inside of this range here with a resistance of 1277. And so I wouldn't be surprised for Ethereum inside of this sort of ascending triangle here to break out into this range. If that happens, I think Bitcoin can have the chance to test 21,000 US dollars. That's certainly on the table. I definitely think it would take Bitcoin moving up for that to happen to Ethereum because the Ethereum to Bitcoin chart has sort of been suppressed down here from this previous weekly open right around 57,000 Satoshi. So I think that there's a lot of interesting puzzle pieces. The reason I would consider the Ethereum to Bitcoin chart right now still bullish is the fact that this previous weekly open isn't as significant as 53,500 and we are above 53,500. And so we can either call this bullish or neutral right now, but certainly not bearish. It would be bearish if we break below 53,500 Satoshi. So that's why it's going to be interesting to monitor the Ethereum to US dollar price inside of that tight range right now. But other than that, with other revolving parts, I don't think there are many that are too significant. I'm still monitoring the Bitcoin to spy chart. It hasn't broke further lows. It's still staying calm, but it is still forming these lower highs. And so we cannot consider this bullish just yet. So I see we have Swamp Gator, Sabi, Marcel Volders on our live stream. We'll definitely take some questions. Marcel says 22,800 be to trap the bulls. I'd love to hear Josh's thought on a potential bull trap because Josh and I have been through those type of bull traps in the past. We actually I remember Josh, we were at your penthouse in Hollywood, California, and we were actually that was a bear trap though right that wasn't a vulture that was you're right a bull, it was a bear trap um so we, we came, but, but either way it was still a trap you know <laughs> yeah we came here we, we were shorting this descending triangle we saw all the bodies of these candles pretty much indicating a descending triangle here and then we were like oh we're smart because it's hitting the resistance it's already rejected it so many times and then we saw this bear trap and then it actually dumped eventually, but we saw this little breakout. So do you think we can maybe see something similar here with this symmetrical triangle or Man, maybe that's, that's a great question. We I think that it's very possible. Um, we are in a bear market, but that still didn't stop it, you know, stop it from pumping back at the time that you and I recollect back in my penthouse in Hollywood or uh, Marina Del Rey, I should say. But um, you've got too many penthouses, man. I always forget which one you're in. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. Well, you were you were part owner of one of them, man. It's half owner, so. But uh, but no, it's it's an interesting question. I think that, like you said, we're approaching the apex. If you'd like, I can share my screen. A hundred percent. Go ahead. All right, cool. So let me do that. And um, so basically, for me right now, guys. You know, as Naeem has brilliantly pointed out, we are in this asymmetrical triangle, which is typically a bearish continuation pattern. Oh, shit. We just started dumping right whenever I said that. <laughs> oh, but anyway, so just so you guys know, I'm a macro bull. I mean, just by looking at the chart, zooming out, like it's hard to not be a macro bull, you know. Um, it's just sometimes there's these, you know, these bear markets and you know, going long in a bear market usually always isn't the best idea. Sometimes you can step out in front of that that tidal wave and get vaporized, you know. Um, so, the, so you just got to go with the market, right, rather than, than kind of against it. It's only at inflection points that we are rewarded. And so the whole thing is, you know, we here's what I think, you know, 
we were in a descending triangle and it broke out to the, you know, to be bullish. Um, this is an asymmetrical triangle, which is also a bearish continuation pattern, most likely. However, it's, it's a little bit different because of the fact that, you know, it's, it's just a different triangle, right? Not only that, but it's also a different period in time. Um, in addition to that, you know, we just saw an incredible dump. I think we still have the, uh, I think we still have the moon phases on our side, which I'll check here in a second as well. So that's another reason why you may want to go short because that daily moon phase, as we say, you know, jokingly, ain't no joke, right? But at the same time, though, it, it's really, like you said, we're at an indecision point, you know? So, so this red dotted line right here, this, if you were going to enter a short, say in this range, you know, this would be kind of your stop loss. Really, you might want to put it up, wait for it to pump a little bit, put it up here. But, you know, I just wanted to illustrate that. And then we have the daily, monthly, and weekly open, which is another thing that Naeem has showed me that helps so much. So if we were to theoretically short this right here, then basically we would sell 25% at the daily open, another, you know, 25% or maybe even more at the, at the monthly open, and then somewhere in this range between the monthly and weekly open. This is where we would sell because it's inside of the pattern still. So it really helps, you know, on the inner day type of trading to do this type of thing. And, and that way you're breaking out your exit. So what I do personally is I enter all at once and I'm either all the way in or I'm all the way out. Because if you average into a position, unless you're like, if you're using leverage, right? I'm talking about leverage day trading. I'm not talking about building a position over time for some DCA HODL portfolio or anything like that. But the whole thing is, is that, you know, I enter all at once when I'm leveraged day trading. I wait for the bottom of the support to go long or the top of the resistance to go short, you know, and, I, and it's good to have patterns backing you up as well, but it's not, and, and you can look at indications and things as well. But like, like Naeem always says, it's all about market structure and it's also about, you know, price action or you could say volume and then overall trend. And so the whole thing is, is with all that in mind, you know, we could have a bullish breakout here, but I do exit, just so you guys know, I do exit in multiples, even though that, you know, I enter all at once. So just because you don't average into a position when you're leveraged day trading doesn't mean that you can't, you know, de-risk as, as the trade starts going your way. Um, so in the most bullish scenario, in the immediate short term, if we do get a confirmed breakout, I think it could either be a fake out and then it, I mean, it might even have a one hour or four hourly candle close, you know, in a, in a, you know, retest. If I were going to go long, basically, I would wait for the breakout and I can draw this out to kind of illustrate it a little better. But we have this right here coming down, right? This is what I think we could potentially see happen. Right? So we have that coming down. And this is kind of the indecision point, the inflection point, I guess you would say the area in question where you're either going short or definitely don't want to be going long until you have at this point, until we have a confirmed breakout. And, and really what I would like to do, what I think would be the best and the safest is to, to basically have, you know, let me just remove this real quick for you, but basically to have a confirmed breakout, right? And not only that, not only a confirmed breakout, but you would want to see it come and retest this area right here, and then start to continue to the upside in, in order to want to go long. It's very important. Because a lot of times what will happen is you'll have a breakout and, and you'll start going long and not realize that it's a fake out. And then next thing you know, it starts dumping, right? So you have to be very careful of that because then at that point, then you could continue you know, to the upside. So I think that's definitely a possibility. But on the other side of the coin, you know, if you were to, for instance, you know, if you wanted to short this or whatnot, it would kind of be the opposite, right? So for instance, you know, we would, instead of going up right there, we would come back down, hit these targets. And then this right here would be the area in question where you would, if you were in a short up here, like right now, if you were to short, it would be the ultimate short position. And also look at this four hourly RSI that's starting to, you know, had a nice pump and starting to curl down a little bit. Should we be taking a short from, position? From these, from these higher lows. Um, if you did, I would recommend a tight stop loss above right here, um, above the pattern. But what I'm saying is, you know, you could even see some bearish divergence, perhaps, you know, um, if this plays out correctly. 
And what, so I think, just show you what I mean by that. I think it's interesting. We have Bayer's divergence. Yeah. So I'll show you what I mean. So essentially, the whole thing is, I'll just draw a basic trend line here so that we can see. This right here, you know, this these two tops are going up, and I'll make this bigger. But, and this is on the four hourly time frame, we're gonna see if it holds or not, but this could potentially be some bearish divergence. Right now we're starting to curl down a little bit. So we'll see if it plays out. I definitely would consider that bearish divergence because when it formed that lower high on the RSI, it came down to test the 2018 previous all-time high. So it, I would call that a rejection and a higher high on the chart and then a lower high on the indicator. So, you know, what's interesting about all of this, Josh, is, you know, um, the fact that, you know, we are inside of this symmetrical triangle that could certainly break out, you know, it just in the more macro terms, right? Because when in doubt, zoom out, it really concerns me that the euro to USD chart is continuing to form new yearly lows because this straight up indicates that Bitcoin has not found a bottom. And I say that because every time Bitcoin has bottomed out, this chart has also bottomed out. And I mean, we can almost say it's an exact correlation. And this happened in 2017 and this happened in 2020 where we saw a risk on environment come and that that was indicated by the euro strengthening against the dollar. And because the euro continues to sell off, it's telling us that there's still a very risk off environment. And if you look at bonds right now, you know, they're pricing in a recession. They're, they're moving up to the highs that we saw in March of 2020. So that says that, OK, you know, maybe this isn't the bottom right now. Bitcoin just took a pit stop here at the 2018 previous all time high because it's such a significant level. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, everything is pointing towards bearish price action continuing with the monthly candle. I mean, look at this. We're fully detached, free falling and skydiving off of that 50 month moving average right now. So, you know, it's like the markets are dynamic. When we first got below this level, it was pretty obvious that, okay, Bitcoin isn't just going to continue down from here. But now that it's prolonged one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, fundamentals, macros actually not getting better. It's not even staying the same. It's starting to get worse. I would say that the FOMC meeting today was probably the worst it could have been. I mean, the Fed's basically said we're going to be raising interest rates 50 to 75 points again. And even if the economy slows down, we're still going to do this. And they kept mentioning inflation, inflation, inflation. So it's clear that they have no care to what happens in the markets. They're trying to fight inflation. That's their goal right now. That's their single goal. And whatever happens in the markets can happen to the markets. They just don't care. And so if that's the case, you know, it's like, OK, well, you know, um, what 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 good could come out of that right now? You know, it, it's just it's just a tough situation that we're in. And, um, you know, it's funny because you see gold coming down, breaking major support levels. And, you know, it, I guess you can say that is a sign of deflation that's coming. Gold could be a leading indicator, as Kathy Woods likes to say. And you see that across the board with commodities. But. You know, we talked about this in our last live stream. U.S. oil was probably down the most it's ever been all year yesterday. I think just this candle is down 8.74%. But at one point yesterday in the intraday session, it was down over 12% U.S. oil. And so what a way to start July. You know, matter of fact, a very similar start to July from what happened in 2008. And, and that was at the top here. July of 2008 was this top for U.S. oil, you know, uh, eerily similar. Right. And uh, and so what what happened to equity markets in, in July of 2008? Let's just pull up the Dow Jones Industrial. Right. Let's let's look at the Dow Jones. If we look at the Dow Jones back when oil peaked and started to drop in 2008, you know, what we'll see here is it was already starting its bear market. And then by the time July came, it just made things more severe. Matter of fact, it came down another 5000 points, another 45% when oil peaked. 
and then eventually oil bottomed out in December of 2008. And by that time, everybody knew that we were in a recession. Uh, but the Dow Jones kept com- coming down, you know, even after oil bottomed, uh, once people realized it bottomed, it wasn't until, let's say, March that we bottomed out in the equity markets, right? Or at least the Dow Jones, you know, it saw another 30% drop, you know, so if this were to just play out again, we're talking another 50% drop in the Dow Jones until December, and then another 30% drop from 2023 into March for first quarter, and then we bottom out, and, and it's not just a bottom and, and a you know a rally like March of 2020. No, it's a it's a stair step up, a multi-year, multi-decade stair step up, you know. And so, I, I think it's just to me, it's it's just a little bit concerning. You know, people are saying, oh, this this isn't a recession, this is a depression, and so it's like I don't think it's gonna be a depression more than it's just going to be a elongated recession, which is going to make people feel like it's a depression. I think that versus this being intense, it's going to just be long, right? Because there's two ways a recession can happen. It could be very intense or it could be just brutally long, right? And so, um, yeah, brutally long. And, and if the stock market, you know, is entering a recession, which is what they're saying, or a bear market, you know, then crypto's got a lot more downside to go. Now, that doesn't mean we can't make money. We can short, right? So the question is, where yeah. do you short, right? Do you short the uh, the invisible pattern if we get faked out and break out of the symmetrical triangle and, you know, we just take a shot in the dark above the symmetrical triangle? We, you know, we hope that it's going to stop here. Um or do you take a short here at the resistance of the symmetrical triangle, something a little bit more calculated with a tight stop loss? You know, it's like things could go either way. You know, shorting is never a fun place or position to be in because there's unlimited downside versus going long where there's a limited amount of downside because an asset can only go down up to 100%, but it can go up as far as it wants, right? So shorting is inherently more risky. You know, that's why you want to be in and out like a cold shower. The Wim Hof, <laughs> right? I was going to say Wim Hof. And you know Wim Hof personally, don't you? I know Wim Hof personally. I have his phone number. Yeah. <laughs> Thank that's you, fun. man. Naeem knows everybody. He's he's a financial analysis expert to the biggest people you can think of. Weren't you at Mike Tyson's house last week? Oh, uh, yeah. We did, did this he, podcast. Uh, didn't you just post a photo of you and Mike Tyson on your Instagram? <laughs> so I'm not the only one, man. Uh, we are reflections well, of each other. Birds of a feather flock together, you know. And that's why I learned analysis from you. And, like, everything you're saying is so right. I mean, it's like, and every time you do enter a short, like, because Naeem and I are macro bulls. So every time we enter a short, it's like, like, we feel like we hope that we're not right. But a lot of the times we end up being right. Um, it's just because of the market that we're in right now. You have to understand the overall trend. And that's that brings me to another point that I want to, something else I want to share as well. But I want to wait till you're done because you're going over some great stuff right now. Go ahead. No, I it, I mean, you can speak. You can even yeah, share. I think, I think what I'm about to show you might spark some other ideas. Um, so, so let's see. And this was pretty interesting right now. Um, I didn't even really realize it until I did further analysis. But... Um, but basically, yeah, I mean, if we're on the daily right now and we simply just go back to moon phases, which would be this one right here, NP. Okay. So, so the interesting thing is, yes, obviously we are in a, you know, a full moon, which basically, you know, every full moon, you, it is a, there is a massive short opportunity. And very few times has there not been a massive short opportunity as you know which brings us to exhibit a which is last time it was a full moon you know we dumped really really hardcore i mean this is a massive gigantic move i mean if you would have just had this one indicator right let's just take a measured a measured move real quick if you just had one indicator and as soon as you saw the the full moon right and you just took a short i mean that that's crazy that's 45 percent all based off of just one tiny little thing that, you know, a piece of information that you had that very few other people have. I mean, same thing. Look at this one. I mean, this is another huge one. Let's measure this. You know, this is all the way. What is that? And if you're using leverage, then my God, you know, it's even a, 
way bigger. Um, 36%. I mean, these are, these are huge, huge moves, right? Um, but the whole thing that's interesting, not just that, right? Because I think we might have covered that in the past. But when I did further analysis, and this was actually that descending triangle that Naeem was talking about, whenever we were, we felt so smart because we were shorting right here. We're like, oh, yeah, but it's so close to the apex, and that's usually where a breakout is. So you just want to set your stop loss directly above or below your entry. So that way you're never really risking much. But what I notice is during this moon phase, right? Right here, this moon phase, you know, first it had like a U-shaped type of, you know, I call it like a reverse cup and handle, where basically, you know, you've got the cup, right? And then you've got a little bit of the handle. And then after that, it's just blah, just dumps, right? So, so I call it a reverse cup and handle. It's basically what I call it. But the interesting thing here is it was a U-shaped pattern and then it dumped hardcore. So what are we seeing now that we entered a new moon phase right here? Okay. Now that we entered a new moon phase, what are we seeing? We are seeing a U-shaped formation, right? Just like we did before. And which is possibly a setup for a reverse cup and handle. And if that's the case, then what I would say is, you know, this would be the ultimate time to short right here if you were going to open up a short. But we're so close to the apex that we don't want it to be like a repeat of last time where, you know, if you, if you open up a short too early and then there's this huge breakout, right? But the thing is, we're already into the, this was before that, moose, that moon phase hit. We're basically like, we're already to, to the inflection point, theoretically. Like we're already gave it enough time to where we would avoid that. Because we already saw that pump. It just happened to be down here. And so now that we have that U-shaped type of recovery, it could be a possible setup right here for a reverse cup and, cup and handle. And, um, and that would basically mean it would come down, break below this, and then it comes to 75. And hopefully this yellow line is going to hold us there because that is a long-term support line. You know, if we look back, I'll go ahead and this kind of makes it harder to see. But um, let's go ahead and do that. But yeah, so this yellow line, like I said, you know, this is a very, very long-term support line. And uh, hopefully that can hold us up. We, you know, so that thank you for sharing that, Josh. Yeah, we've really got to be, I think, uh, careful with what happens here inside of this symmetrical triangle because, you know, we, we, we've seen these market structures fail in the past. Uh, and, you know, we've seen these type of fake-outs in the past. And, you know, another similar aspect of of this structure to the fractal we're seeing here is you know before the fractal was created there was this sharp downturn and this also has this sharp downturn where you know who knows maybe there were short positions sell stop positions set there and so maybe price is justified to come up here maybe clear out some of those positions get those stop losses hunt them before seeing that continuation to the downside um you know i, I think that the only way this won't happen is if we can get above 24,295. And, and, you know, what, what I've seen is we've had enough time for Bitcoin to already get here, but it hasn't done that. And so that tells me there is an invisible force here holding Bitcoin down. And it's very clear that that's present because I've said this many times in the past. The S&P 500 has been outperforming Bitcoin inside of this consolidation while Bitcoin has been forming this fractal. The S&P 500 already came above its June 15th candles, you know, and if Bitcoin were to follow that, it would have already have tested 24,000, but it didn't do it, right? So there, there's sort of this invisible force holding us down. Voyager announced a Chapter 11 bankruptcy today. And so we know that some of the miners are feeling a lot of pressure and they're selling a lot of their Bitcoin right now. So, you know, in 2018, I remember being inside of the bear market in November and that was caused by miners capitulation. And then in 2020, we saw the over leveraging on BitMEX caused that capitulation. And so this is almost a combination of both, right? It's, it's this over leveraging and this minor capitulation. And both of those seem like the invisible force that's just holding Bitcoin down and we're just seeing it get sold off and sold off every time it just sees even a little bit of upside. And, you know, with today's FOMC 
minutes coming out. I just feel as if we didn't get any good news. And if things aren't getting better and things aren't even just staying the same, things are actually seems like they're getting worse. You know, with the announcement of the interest rate hikes continuing at 50 to 75 basis points and the Fed saying clearly that we're going to continue to fight inflation, even if the economy slows down, it's more of reassurance and the Fed's pushing the gas pedal on the path that we're currently in. And so it's not like one of those inflection points like we saw in March of 2020, where the Fed said, hey, whoa, we're going to start economic stimulus, right? And we're going to start injecting capital into the economy. And that was an inflection point that bottomed the market and allowed the market to see price discovery and new all time highs for assets like Bitcoin. You know, that was certainly an inflection point March 14th or whatever that exact day was that Jerome Powell came out and said, hey, this is going to be a time of quantitative easing and and so forth. So now that we're seeing quantitative tightening, it, it seems like we're still in that phase where, you know, March of 2020 was the start of quantitative easing. And, you know, we can just kind of look at that time frame and compare right now to like, let's say December of 2020, where the feds were continuing to preach quantitative easing. But right now they're continuing to preach quantitative tightening. And so it's like we're, we're not at that inflection point yet. And that's very clearly shown with what's happening to the DXY breaking into new multi-decade highs over the last few days. The euro to USD pairing indicating further risk off environment and continuation of new lows. And this held up quite strong for some time. You know, we, we, we saw this uh, initial low for euro to USD here in May of 2022, and that held up until now we're seeing continued sell off. So I, I think we just have to be transparent. And, 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 you know, the funny part about all this is like when things look the darkest, that typically is where the end is close and the light will eventually come, right? It's, it's like there's no two nights in a row, right? There's always a sunrise. And so who knows? What if we just need some sort of catalyst right now for Bitcoin? You know, you can see we're moving up right now towards the resistance of the symmetrical triangle. This would be interesting to monitor on the smaller time frames. Uh, well, we're getting some yeah. significant we're volume. Just so wow. close to Look the, at that three-minute volume, Josh. Yeah, we're just so close to the um, the apex that I, I personally don't feel comfortable in a trade. Yeah, because so, we might as well trade the breakout or breakdown of the triangle, right? Yeah, we're getting so close to it that like I'm fine waiting for a confirmation before I, you know, put look, money. look at this three minute volume that just came in. This was yeah. a very strong amount of volume. This is on the it's one still minute. Going up. So if it does hit that, so this is good for our viewers. If you did want to enter, entertain, you know, a possible short position and then set your stop loss right on the other side of this triangle, you could be nailing one of the top positions, but just know that it is very, it is very risky right now. So you want to be careful. You want to just, the best advice is just really just wait and see because it's it's really unpredictable until there's a breakout or a breakdown. Well, I think if you're front running this test of the resistance. Yeah. I think if it was like, here's the thing. I think if it was like earlier on before we reached this close to the apex, then maybe you could short the top of this pattern. But right now, it's really risky. Yeah. I mean, this is an interesting breakout. The theorem to Bitcoin chart just broke out as well, but hasn't formed any highs. I would say that uh, this is really good for Bitcoin right now for the potential of this breaking out. I really like what I'm seeing because remember that hourly chart, there's massive resistance here at 20,400. Now we're seeing 20,500. So this is either a great short opportunity or this is uh, the start of you know that breakout above the resistance yeah and uh, which would make sense because it came back and touched twenty thousand as support and then so if this were going to not remain a toxic asset then it would make sense that 20k would be the new support and then you know we may bounce off of it a few times as support hopefully we don't continue to go low you know yeah i would say that for the the immediate short term here you know um 
I think a confirmation is 21,000 getting above that previous weekly open. It breaks this high here. So it doesn't form a lower high anymore. It starts to form a higher high. And then that's the previous weekly open. And that would be a nice, strong confirmation for a push to the upside. But I think that anything in between here up to 21,000, we could see that similar fake out situation that we were talking about earlier, Josh, where we come up and we just kind of clear out stops and continue further into this triangle into the apex so this is really interesting would you take a short position or a long position with this breakout of the resistance or what we're currently seeing josh you know if the volume supports it i would do a long on the breakout with a, with a tight stop loss under the the triangle um that's only after we get confirmation and retest um and then same thing for the, uh, the the breakdown. So I would just enter short the breakdown. And stop think, loss right. So I would, yeah, that's what I would. Yeah, I agree. I think waiting for that confirmation. And if you look at this symmetrical triangle, if we were to at least just get confirmations hourly and four hour candles above 21,000 US dollars, I actually think we could see even something more significant because 21,000 would be a very big level for Bitcoin to get above right now. So I think we can even see a test of the $24,000 level, even 26,000. Oh, yeah. I know it seems, it, it's pumping. It's crazy. Yes, yeah, it seems abnormal. Getting above that 20,400 was already that significant checkpoint for the bulls. And so you know we're getting that. You know what? Maybe I will open up a short on the second thought. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I mean, I'm just like seeing all this volume. I'm like, it's like if I'm not going, to, I don't know. It's, it's just risky. So like, just realize, guys, sometimes I will enter a more risky trade, but I'll make sure I have a tight stop loss. So it's really not a big deal. Um, I'm not saying I'm going to enter right now, but if this wasn't so close to the apex, this would be around the general vicinity of where I would be looking to enter um, personally. But you could just see continued spikes upwards, you know, so that's not, that's what you always have to factor in. Absolutely. And everyone, remember to subscribe to Joshua's YouTube channel. He just hit 200 subscribers and he'll post his first video when he hits a thousand. So help him out and then smash the like button on this live stream to support our content and the algorithm. This is a nice breakout. I like that Ethereum to Bitcoin isn't selling off with this breakout and that it's also pumping because that shows that it's not Ethereum moving into Bitcoin that's pumping it right now but it's actual capital coming from let's say usdt moving into bitcoin and moving into ethereum which is allowing both of them to move up right now so in the immediate short term i like the way this is moving up towards the resistance of this triangle close to the apex and we know 70 percent to the apex is where you want to see the breakout so we're pretty much there right now and so if this thing is going to break out i think it should break out right now if it does break out I'm actually going to put out an emergency video on my iPhone and then cover some on-chain analytics and fundamentals because that would be very significant. But I would only do that getting above 21,000 with four-hour candle confirmations because that's what I would consider a real breakout here. And then anything beyond that, if we stay below 21,000, even if we get above this market structural resistance, I would say that we still have to be a little bit cautious. And so I wonder where the Ichimoku cloud is here on the four hour you can see we got above it and in the past we've gotten above it and we've faked out on the daily we've got some ways to go so this is interesting what's market cypher saying about this josh could you show um, us i don't know i don't really look at many indicators but but one thing i'm saying is is uh i did just enter a short so did uh, you yeah i just sorted that with that huge volume just literally came Oh, man. So, yeah, I'm going to short right now. My goal is to sell at the daily open and uh, call it a day. Ren says to use the crypto setting. You guys remember, remember, Naeem, look at that chart right there. Don't even move, right? Look at that 15-minute candle. What happens when we reach our final destination? We immediately turn back around. Look at that 15-minute candle at the top of that. Now, once again, this could be a breakout, and it could be bullish. That's why my stop loss is literally right above, you know, my entry pretty much. So it's basically saying if this isn't the top, well, then I'm out of the trade. And, you know, you don't go crazy with 
high leverage or anything like that. And you don't always trade with 100% of your account. And it may even come and retest it. Hell, it may even pump higher. You never know. But all I know is that as long as it consistently makes lower highs, then we're good. Yeah, but no, if it's a breakout, then I'm not really losing much. I'm not risking much. So we definitely- you get stopped out, say, for instance, you know, three or four times in a row, as long as you hit it on the fifth time. You're good. And usually, usually you don't get stopped out that much. The key is to not use too much leverage, not risk too much, and to be confident in your entries, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, that definitely looked like, uh, uh, it definitely looked like a final destination on the 15-minute and 5-minute chart, so we'll see what yeah. happens. Like I said, this could be the breakout. This is the risk that I'm personally willing to take because of the fact that, you know, I run an SEO business and I already got pretty much disposable income, so I just, sometimes I'm, I'm personally a little reckless with it, but... I wouldn't call this being too reckless because even though we are at the, the apex, you know, we seem to be losing some steam. So, so let's see. And then plus the moon phase, I forgot all about that. The moon phase said, this is, this is where you want to go short. So this is the Ichimoku club, right? Yeah. Adjusted for cryptocurrencies, according to Ren. Thank you for the settings, but they gave me a specific setting to put in just to adjust it. And it actually is pretty interesting because on the six hour, it's, this is an institutional time. My favorite time frame, the six hour. Um, right now, we're rejecting the Ichimoku cloud. If we get above this exact level right now, we would get above it. Um, on the four hour, we're just inside of it. And it's funny because 21,000, uh, you know, it, right now it doesn't seem like it'd be easy for Bitcoin to just cross through this area. But I think if we elongate a bit more inside of this triangle, it'd be a lot easier to, to, to break out but we'd have yeah. to have some time move in. So, you know, I, I don't, I, I certainly think there's still a lot of pressure above right now. So I, I see why you entered that short position, Josh. Yeah, I mean, what was it yesterday? You know, I was on the stream and I said I entered the short and look what happened. You know, you just got to not stay in these positions too long. Like right now I could sell my position in profit, but I'm not, I think we could see some further downside perhaps. But I could just sell right now for improv. You know, like there's, it just depends on your trading strategy. Yeah, I mean, um, we haven't really seen. I freaking nailed that entry. Nice. Really, my entry price is 20510 Nice. I don't even know what the top was. What was the local top? The width? On 20595 Mine's 20513 So I didn't nail it. Uh, you're never going to nail the exact top of the exact bottom, but there are signs that you look for when in candle structure formations you look for in tops and bottoms. And I can just tell by the candle, like the way that it waked up like that, I can just tell that it was, uh, you know, a local top. On the seven minute, if you're looking right here, like on name start on the six hour, you're probably like, what the hell am I just talking about? But I'm just talking about Bitcoin versus the dollar on the seven minute. You'll be able to see that candle formation. Yeah, the DMI is closed, right? Because it looks frozen on my chart. Forty-one minutes until the uh, daily candle closes, so uh, it's about to close in forty-one minutes. But the that's DX funny. I didn't even plan on being in a trade, but sometimes when we're doing these live streams, I'm just sitting here looking at the charts, and I'm like, I can't pass this up. It's up. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're getting a follow through with Ethereum here. So that's interesting. We're above 1165. So let's monitor the hour and four hour candle. I mean, it is about, you know, less than two hours away from the daily open. So I think that that's certainly an interesting time for this move to happen. And uh, when it comes to revolving parts, you know, I'm not seeing much. I would say that equity markets are still quite frozen and moving sideways right now and the puzzle pieces that are important haven't really given us much hints japan and china down over a percent but japan holding above the weekly open right now so no signs of a breakdown just sideways price action between a monthly and weekly open so very premature move 
what day is it today the 6th of july so we have the cpi numbers coming out on the 10th and 11th so i, I think you know um we may get some answers by then uh you know by that time bitcoin could really be elongated inside of this symmetrical triangle based on the ichimoku and the new settings that ren thankfully provided us um by that cpi number release we could potentially have a better chance of a breakout you know because if you if you look here when the cpi numbers are going to come out bitcoin let's say it stays here inside of the symmetrical triangle will be right at the apex but based on the ichimoku it'd be a lot easier for bitcoin to break out if that was the case maybe clear out some long positions and then we see what happens from there maybe a rejection at 24,000 at the 50 day possibly at 26,000 so I, th I think these are all on the table you know uh, but it, it, our goal is not to avoid the red days because it's just part of the business right we're gonna have red days we're gonna have losses it's all about managing our losses and managing our red days and josh likes to say this there's only five outcomes to every trade right and so josh what are those five outcomes <laughs> yeah so it's break even you know it's basically small loss small win big win and big loss as long as you eliminate number five you're good and it's you know trading is kind of like wanting to become a world champion boxer you know um you know it's pretty crazy world champion boxer which by the way this uh the shorts holding up pretty nice right now and i got about a hundred thousand dollar trade open right there um so far in profits right usually like i said we usually trade with at least a couple million um but lately with this market so uncertain you just want to be you want to time it correctly of course and you just want to you know use less capital less leverage that type of thing but being a trader is kind of like being a professional world championship boxer it's almost like you're going to your boxing coach and saying you know i'm not going to get hit in the face am i <laughs> it's like <laughs> in reality, in reality, we're all in reality we're all you know we're all human we all make mistakes sometimes the market does irrational things like like being a profitable trader isn't about making more money it's about managing your risk it's about waiting for the best setups and trading all those setups you know and so the whole thing is like going with the boxing you know, you may lose two out of 10 trades or whatever it is. You know, if you're a beginner, you may lose more until you start to really understand what to look for and what to do. Uh, man, we're dumping right now. That's good for me. Um, but anyway, what I'm saying is, though, guys, is that you just, you know, it's like going to a boxing coach saying, I'm not going to get hit in the face, am I? But the reality is, yes, there's going to be those times where you are going to be punched in the face, as Mike Tyson would say, right? You're going to get punched in the face, but the whole thing is you're going to win a majority of the time if you really hone in and master the skill. And so with that being said, you know, it's like they may make some boxing shoe based off of you or, you know, Nike may come out with some boxing shorts or equipment that's, you know, your brand because you're, you're now a world championship boxer, but we all got to take those hits in the face, especially in the beginning. And if you are a beginning trader, you know, I recommend using like a, like a free trading terminal where you can paper trade, right? Before you can kind of go in and take advantage of these bigger moves. So. I love it. I see we've got Darian who just joined the live stream. Remember to smash the like button for the YouTube algorithm if you guys support this live content. So Don talks about the DXY. It did pump today, which is abnormal to see equities in Bitcoin also pump on a day that the DXY is pumping and a, on a day that we got news from the FOMC minutes that the feds are going to continue to raise interest rates. So are we going to be seeing the rug get pulled? Well, who knows? We've got two more trading days left for this week when it comes to equity markets and Bitcoin CME futures. And so it's going to be a very interesting weekend to enter into because we know the CPI numbers are also going to be coming out around the 10th to 11th. And I think a lot of what's going to happen is going to have to do with that CPI report. If we see inflation continuing to increase month over month, then I think a likelihood of a downside scenario is on the table because news gets worse and worse and intensifies the move. But I think if we can see the inflation numbers 
show that we're starting to ease off, then that could be one piece of positive catalyst to at least see a relief rally, which would take us towards that $24,000 to $26,000 level. But once again, I've said this many times before, there is almost like an invisible force right now holding Bitcoin down because the S&P 500 has, has already seen itself in terms of market structure move above some of these June 15th, June 14th, June 16th candles. But Bitcoin has not been able to do that. And it's been showing weakness against the S&P 500, which is why I am monitoring Bitcoin against the S&P 500 right now. And if we do form any new lows, that would be a very big deal. Because regardless of what S&P 500 does, Bitcoin could still decorrelate. And that could even be towards the downside. So we'll be interesting to see what happens. And Vincent just said, I'm here just to smash that like button. Thank you, Vincent. I appreciate you coming on just to smash the like button. We've been doing this every day for the last six years. Not live, sometimes live. But we make sure that during the hardest times we come on live because we know that's where you guys need us the most and where we need you guys the most. We are all reflections of each other and we get as much energy from you guys as you guys get energy from us, or at least we hope you get energy from us. But I certainly take in all the energy from each and every one of you that support our content. So when you guys need us the most, when it's most important, we'll be live. But every day for the last six years, serving the community, monitoring the Bitcoin price, bear market or bull market, it doesn't matter. Joshua and I speaking around the world about Bitcoin, regardless of what type of a market we're in, right? So FK says, so is Nike going to release the Josh boxing handguard? If you subscribe to Josh's YouTube channel, link in the description, I'm sure uh, that's going to come on the table. Swamp says, I smash, you smash. <laughs> Any uh, final words, Josh, uh, before we wrap this up? I know you, you entered your short at 20,600-ish which seems like a good idea so far. I mean, you'd rather short the resistance of a, a triangle than the support, right? So, um, so, so you don't want to be going short down here, uh, but up here, you know, you've got some room for profits, especially with all that downside yeah. pressure on the Ichimoku cloud that we just saw. Who knows? I didn't get to enter yeah. to a short, but I might entertain some with altcoins in just a second after we get off this and I look at some of the altcoins. I wonder how altcoins are looking right now. Let's actually pull up this altcoin list here before the close you know altcoins are pretty much green for today which is good so i think that that's interesting i wonder if a market structure wise we, we've been you know seeing any new highs with altcoins but um oh that's not a nice chart there luna <laughs> nobody, wow. nobody wants to hear that one right but anyways yeah i think uh it's going to be interesting to see what happens here any other final words? Vincent, in those last six years weren't easy. Not too many of us survived, but we're still here. Let's go. Absolutely. I, I certainly support each and every one of you. And even on the Discord, there have been some of you that have been there with us through bear markets and bull markets. And I couldn't express more appreciation to those. And so let's see. Do not sleep says, are you buying some altcoins? I'm always dollar cost averaging into altcoins that I either use or that I believe in fundamentally. You know, one example is Matic and Polygon. One of my good friends is the CEO of Polygon Studios, Ryan Fwiz. And prior to that, he was working at YouTube as the director of gaming. And then prior to that, where I met him, he was one of the directors at Machinima, which was a multi-channel network for YouTube. And so I know that if Ryan left YouTube to go and work on Matic and Polygon as a CEO, that you know, he's a good guy. He's a, a very smart individual, he's always seeing things ahead. You know, so that's the altcoin that I invest in or Bitcoin Cash because I'm, you know, I, I have employees that are overseas that I use Bitcoin Cash to pay because of the fees being less than, let's say, 50 cents versus using Bitcoin or Ethereum. It just makes more sense to do the payroll in Bitcoin Cash. It's all dollar cost average into Bitcoin Cash. So, you know, when it comes to altcoins, it would be the ones that you're using. Shams says, I'm shorting 78 Ethereum at the price of 11.65 and liquid price of 12.27. What's the next price of Ethereum, please? That's actually a pretty solid game plan there. You know, 11.65 is a very big resistance, but we are above it right now. So I would say that you can get any shorts inside of this range with a 
stop loss above 1277, that would be even a smarter idea. You can see how significant 1277 has been for Ethereum to reject it in the past. So talk to me says I entered a short at 20,412. You know, Bitcoin has had a struggle in the immediate short term for those that are trading on leverage. It's had a struggle to get above 20,400. So I think that's one reason Josh entered his short when it just pumped to 20,600, which obviously was a great idea. If this hourly candle closes the way it's closing right now with this wick into 20,400, yeah. We could certainly see a retest of the monthly open yeah. again. I remember Johnny. And I don't even have in this position very long. Like that's the thing. Like if it starts going bullish, like you know, I'm out, right? So, so the whole thing is, yeah. I mean, just realize I may not be in this position long. I may be in this position for a long time. We may just smash past twenty thousand and just keep on going. You know? So, it just kind of depends. But right now, it's working out pretty well. Here's a good question for you, Josh Japlet says if we break out from the symmetrical triangle with low volume then would it be worth shorting around twenty one thousand six hundred you can even share your screen twenty one thousand six hundred i mean it's all good you got the screen right there so twenty one thousand six hundred is it can you just draw a line where that is it's going to be right here so that would yeah i mean if it even gets there <laughs> if it gets there sure but Which, then if it gets all the way up there, you know, you might want to observe those levels to make sure that it's not even more bullish. Because when that relief rally, we call it a sucker's rally. When that thing comes, it's really going to come. It's going to fool everybody. You're going to have some of the top analysts in the world saying, we're now in a bull market. And that's just so that they can go, you know, most likely one step even further down. Um, just the reality of it. What's your liquidation price on your, what is it, 30x are you on that short? Yeah, usually I don't trade with high leverage, but if I see a confident move, as long as you have the right entry, you can do that. Right now I'm like 7% up and my, I don't go by liquidation because I don't risk liquidation, but my stop loss is right above my entry. My stop loss is at 20,685. So I'm really like right above that, what I perceive to be as the local top. So. So the whole thing is like just admitting sometimes that you're wrong. You know, you don't want to let your ego get in the way between you and a trade. And the thing is, when you set a stop loss, if it comes up to your stop loss, you know, that's why bots are better traders than humans, because bots don't have emotions. You know, if you set a stop loss and it comes up there and then you just set it, you keep adjusting your stop loss or, you know, whichever way you're doing it, it just proves that you don't have a plan. And you don't want to, you know, you basically have to plan your trade and you have to trade your plan. And so like, you can't let emotions get to you. Like, I'm not attached to this trade at all. If it comes up and hits my stop loss, great. I didn't risk very much, you know. But my reward is very... I have a lot of reward, in other words. Well, Josh, we really appreciate your time. It's so valuable to have you on this channel. And I appreciate every one of you that are tuned into the channel. Remember to subscribe to Joshua's YouTube channel. When he hits a thousand, he's gonna start putting out some really fire yeah. content, and so we cannot. I mean, that. I may start putting out some before that. Um, in fact, I might even do a video tonight. You know, I'll, I'll see if Naeem wants to hop on. But yeah, no, I'm gonna start posting some some great content there. So I do appreciate it if you guys subscribe, and um, and Naeem is the best financial analyst that I personally know. He's like advising the VPs of finance for like MGM Studios and all these other places, big movie studios and all that. So I'm very glad to learn from him. And I hope you guys are glad to learn from him as well. And uh, yeah, any final words, Nayan, you want to close me? I'll just say that you're the number one student I've had. And it's been a pleasure knowing you for the last five years. And you've truly excelled at the art of technical analysis. So I consider you an artist in that sense, Josh. Thank you so much for your time. And, uh, and I think that's it for today we'll wrap up and just remember to smash the like button before you guys leave the live stream and we'll see you guys next time if there's a breakout or a breakdown i'll have an emergency update out maybe even with josh we may even be on his youtube channel later tonight but with that thank you all for tuning in to the sniper's channel for this wednesday update after the fomc minutes came out today a lot of talk on inflation we didn't hear any word on recession or a pause they literally did not say that word one time during the whole FOMC meeting. So no pause in inflation or no pause in interest rate hikes. 
And they never even talked about a recession. They don't believe we're in a recession. Bond markets are pricing in a recession. Equity markets are pricing in a recession. Bitcoin's certainly pricing in a recession. So markets are always forward looking. By the time people realize that we're in a recession, the recession will start and the markets will start to reverse. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Thank you all for tuning in to the Snipers channel. Until next time, Snipers out.